Okay, so before I do any of these, I always have this intro I'm trying to work out, so I'll give it a shot. It's been a while since I've said it, uh, maybe a week. You're listening to Curves and Conversation, a not-safe-for-work podcast about the sexy sides of art and literature. I am your host, Emmy, like the letters M-E, and today we're having a conversation with Soylent Orange. What is Soylent Orange? Well, aside from the obvious answer of a play on the old Soylent Green film, I like to say that while Soylent Green is made of people, Soylent Orange is made of sexy. Oh, see, that's the first for me. I haven't heard that. It's nonsense, of course, but it gets a laugh from people in the streams. It's good. I I, I like it. Uh, do you prefer soy, Soylent? Just soy is fine. Okay, soy. Appreciate it. What do you do? I am a writer, editor, and creative consultant. Writer, editor, and creative consultant. What is your specialty? The writing, definitely. It's It's been my passion. I've been writing for 35 years. In, you, uh, you've been writing for 35 in, years? In February, yeah. Oh my goodness! What, how'd it's... you? Uh... Go ahead. Oh no, I'm sorry for interrupting. I was going to say, how'd you how'd you get your start here? That's that's uh, three decades of writing. That's quite a commitment. It was just it was something I always did. You know, I've had other jobs, other careers, but it was like those were always things that I did. A writer is who I am. You know, much as I tried to deny it during one phase of my life, uh, you know, it's just that's what that's what comes through. That's what fills in all the little cracks of my free time. You know, when I'm not, you know, like I, I, I video game for I game as a hobby, but it's. Uh, it's not what I would call a passion the way writing is. So uh, a writing passion, uh, I understand that definitely. I do a little bit of, of writing myself. Definitely not on that level. Um, are you a, a fetish writer in particular? Um, well, I like all kinds of writing, but the fetish writing is the one that pays the bills, at least so far. I do quite enjoy, you know, I do quite enjoy writing expansion, transformation, and things like that, because, you know, I've always been interested in the themes of a different body, you know, your, your world has been interacted with in a set way for your entire life, and now it's different in minor or major ways. I like experiencing that. So primarily, uh, you write as a way to, um, I don't want to be too broad and say change the world, but essentially, is that what we're aiming for here? No, I don't think, uh, (laughs) I don't think I'm going to have any world-changing fetish writing, but... Uh, You never know. I mean, there are some people... E.L. James did it. Yeah, I mean, you know, there are some people have done 
that have done, you know, what I would call like Moby Dicks or Pride and Prejudices of porn. Um, but I don't see myself doing something that epic of a scope. What is those are referred to like um, the great American classics, like American Snovel. Mm-hmm. You might have a. You don't think you can write an American fetish, America's fetish novel? Um, the the great piece of literature, the replacement to Fifty Shades. Well, I could, <laughs> I could excrete a better replacement than Fifty Shades. Um, and I think I could. I just don't particularly care to. I like, you know, I mean, I'll take a story as long as it'll still be interesting. And, uh, you know, that kind of super long form has never been something I was super keen on. Yeah, a novel is, um, that's, they're, they're tough, so it's hard to write something that long. Even, even I feel short stories are, are a little difficult. So you said that fetish writing kind of pays the bills. How'd you get into that? How'd you get people to start giving you money for for um, writing well i mean i did it all for all for free initially you know when i when i had other uh other sources of income and um i just i just kind of got to the point where people were like asking to pay me for it you know they're saying could you please do this story and i'll you know i'll pay you for it and you know i started off basically more as a a side gig a hobby at the really what i see now is insulting price of a penny a word like seriously people if you're any good at this you should be asking for more than a penny a word yeah, that seems like that can get that's that's a uh, pretty low there. Yeah, it is. Um, but the thing about writing comms is I don't I don't really see very many people take them so often. So the the question that I'm really trying to ask is how do you get your name out there? An artist, it's it's not very hard to build a portfolio. Um, not not in a commission sort of sense. There you can just do a few illustrations. Uh, make a price chart, post it, get it retweeted, and, and people yeah. know exactly what they're getting when they see it. But writing is a little more involved. So, how'd yeah, you? I, yeah, I kind of cheated on that one because coming up, I was uh, partnered uh, quite frequently on my stories with uh, Spiraling Staircase as an illustrator. So people would click his images and then read my stories. And it's it's a lot uh, it's a lot easier to click on a picture thumbnail than a than a uh, story thumbnail, as you said. You know the the you don't need a preview of it. It's just the picture is just there and it's instantaneous. And uh, you know, and of course, there's um, my first real big collaboration with him was. A comic called the pageant which featured all sorts of expansions and transformations and growth uh, and such 
and that was for some ridiculous reason all free <laughs> yeah that was uh i that was one of the first things that i i think i ever saw on da on deviantart because i i feel like you and spiral have been in the game a long time i know when i first saw pageant stuff um i actually didn't even really separate that you were uh, a artist writer combo it, it it all felt so seamless yeah we've we've gotten that a lot people mistaking one for the other or assuming we're the same person um yeah, Spiral. Spiral was doing sort of. I hesitate to use the term real art um, prior to DA. What's real uh, art? The just, you know, I, I suppose normal art might be better. Mainstream, safer work. Ah. Safer work, probably. Yeah. What you looking for? Again, I was hesitant. Um, what was it? Um, sorry, knocked me off my train of thought. Uh, oh, it, uh, he was, you know, doing uh, SFW art prior to DA and really had just seemed to be kind of getting his toes wet in various, uh, you know, in the fetish world when I stumbled across him, you know, and he was pretty like, you know, vanilla. I don't mean that in a, not in a derogatory sense, but just, Oh no, I know what you mean. He liked his, he liked his big butts and his big boobs. And that was basically it, you know, whereas I'm kind of a, I'm the, uh, sample platter of fetishes. I'll try a bite of just about anything. Um, I think if I hadn't picked him up, if I hadn't, you know, come across him, or if, if our paths hadn't crossed like they had on the process forum, that someone else probably would have uh, gotten him because there was a there's an early fascination where it all just started like, wow, this stuff is weird, but not in a bad way, you know. I know I know exactly what you mean. The process, oh man. So I feel like the the deeper I get into uh doing these I'm gonna hear a lot more about that. I never really um was on forums, you know, in the in the beginning, but it seems like that's how a lot of people met and got their start. So how did you guys end up really uh, collaborating on all of these all of these projects? Because you've written quite a few uh quite a few stories. Um, with Spiral as a as an artist. Well, to address your first point, um, back in the day, that's all there was. Like, there wasn't, you know. I, I mean, when I got into this, into the whole fetish scene, there was there's no Twitter, no YouTube, no Deviant Art. I mean. You know, forums were basically all they, all you had. Um, there would be people, you know, with websites, and you'd go to that website for that content. And they did things called 
a web ring back in the day where each site would link to another site uh, and then that site would link to another one and within the web ring you know it would have links to all of the uh, all the sites within that ring you know and so you got these communities building where you have like the the giantess community or the furry community or you know, whatever else. But, uh, you know, there there was no real mass media of the internet. You know, you knew the people on the forums that you knew. I mean, that's a simpler time. I think when you when you mention web rings, I think of uh, the Yuka Takashi's fans' severe waste of time. And that's just sort of uh, was my my kind of intro before DeviantArt and, and all of that. No DeviantArt, man. Uh, it's hard to believe I lived in a world with no DeviantArt. The site is only 20 years old. Isn't that young? Isn't that crazy? It's... It makes me... This conversation is making me feel old now. <laughs> me feel, oh man, you should have you should have known that coming in. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, we were gonna yeah. we were gonna go there. I, I I hear people like, you know, amazing artists that I've been following for years, and they're like, I just had my twenty second birthday, and it's like you effing zygote. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Jeez. Now I feel kind of old. I'm not. I'm not that old. Young. <laughs> We're not going to talk about my age. We're going to we're going to move on to <laughs> something a little different here. If it, do you think? Because I I've known you for a while and I feel like you're um, pretty well respected. A lot of people know who you are. Are there projects that you are um, have going on right now? I mean, I, I know you work with Spiral a lot, but uh, have you been collabing with like other artists, other people in the scene, sort of? Uh, Expanding um, your your base here. Well, I mean, the last four years have been uh, trying, put it mildly. So a lot of a lot of those people that I work or worked with um, have like less free time or. You know, like everything's going towards bills, and so. Oh, believe short... me, I understand. I guess the the short answer is no. I haven't been doing any collaborations, but I do have, you know, several in the wings. Once things return to some semblance of normalcy. Is it primary commissions that you work on, or do you have maybe um, like a, a website or uh, a Patreon or anything like that? Um, I do have a Patreon, but I don't. Uh, I don't contribute. I don't contribute to it that often, unfortunately. Um, it was originally a joint venture between me, Spiral, and. 
max growth of max growth productions. But especially with uh, COVID, Max can't really, uh, you know, be filming stuff with actresses and all the like. So, uh, and I'm doing, I'm mostly commissions because they're more, to be honest, more lucrative than the Patreon. Mm-hmm. So it's mostly been, it's mostly just been spiral with, um, with the Patreon. Though I will say I do have the next chapter of um, Working Girl, The Adventures of Maddie the Waitress at Juggalos is up there on the Patreon. So that's kind of an enticement for some. What is Juggalos? Juggalos is an extremely interesting restaurant with an extremely stupid name. <laughs> um, that's the started... uh, isn't it the in in insane clown posse? Clown posse yes. <laughs> now the thing is. Juggalos was event was originally just a a a user place on a furry on a furry muck. You know, one of those IRC things, which gosh, those are are those even around anymore? I don't IRC even know what that is, I'll be honest with you. Oh boy. <laughs> Internet relay chat, I believe it was. Internet relay chat? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that that tells you something when it just says like, when the names are just explaining what the hell. Yeah, it is. exactly what the thing does. That's how you know it's old. Anyways, it was basically a place for people to RP, um, role play, and it was originally much more wild and freewheeling, and you know there were cowgirls and hippo girls and wolf girls and whatever else people wanted. Um, but then the guy who created it goes, he went by Dan Tales. Um, I haven't heard from him in years and years. He brought it to the process forum and talking about it as a setting. Hmm. And I found it intriguing and I wrote a story for it, um, called Dinner for Two, which is technically non-canon at this point, but you know, it basically treated like that introduced the the whole idea of different dishes causing different growths and the um the wait staff using their breasts and butts to carry food and such. Um and Spiral liked that so much he drew a before and after picture of it of the main expanding character which, of course, I love because he's great at this. And then he came along and introduced the character Maddie, the uh, put-upon English woman who grows accidentally. You know, doesn't like isn't aware of the food's effects when she partakes and gets really big from it. And so I asked him, you know, as sort of like as a a tit for tat mm-hmm. literally uh, if you wanted me to write him a little story about Maddie and you know he was of course all over that and 
we started talking about it and talking about it and talking about it and we just got so deep into it that it's like we've got to do this we've got to do this <laughs> and so we started you know with me writing the stories and him drawing the illustrations and um, and he just took it and ran because he started doing stuff of of other like non-canon scenes and um like the other waitresses and stuff yeah 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 um you know the first time someone someone asked uh could you make my oc a juggalo's waitress i was against it i was like no we've got like it's like we've got a cast here that's like has that have actual real personalities and you know, tethered to something that's mostly real. I didn't want to dilute that, but I mean, you can see where that conversation went if you check out the Juggalos Deviant Art Group, where probably a third of uh, all the art on there is other people's OCs as Juggalos waitresses. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty popular. Which, in, in from hearing its origins, man, that's uh, it's kind of it's kind of nuts. I had no idea it was uh, just a. It used to be. It came from a, like a furry, role play forum, sure. and then sort of evolved into what it is. I wonder, do they do they know? I didn't know this. This is secret. This is secret lore to me. <laughs> well, that's my dirty little secret. Actually, is that. Of all of my, uh, all my big collaborations with Spiral, most of them weren't my idea. I mean, Juggalos came from, you know, that furry whatever. Um, Sid and the Girls came from, was inspired by Spiral just deciding to draw the seven deadly sins as hot chicks. Uh, TNA, which is which is unfortunately neglected, um, was his idea. So the only, of my main canon, the only story that was really my idea was Mary's story. And even that was taken off of, uh, that was heavily inspired by an episode of The Outer Limits way back in the day. So it seems like you can pretty much gather inspiration from essentially anywhere. When it comes down to it, what makes you decide to write the story? Hmm. I mean, I get inspired by stuff all the time. I I see something every day that's inspiring. But sitting down and, and starting to really work on it or getting Spiral to draw it is is a bit of a process. So what... What gets the pin moving or the fingers on the keys? Well, it's... I mean, I I can't speak for others, but for me, there's just kind of this buzz that washes over me when I have... when I see or have an idea that's like, oh my gosh, that's great. I really want to do that. You know, there's there's ideas that's like, oh, this would be neat, this would be fun, but then there's some ideas that just kind of grab you. Um, and unfortunately, I've had to say 
you know, I have to turn turn more and more of those down as I've gone through the years because, you know, I've got so much stuff left unfinished. You know, that, that buzz can be addicting. That starting something new is... Oh, it's great. It's like you're just flying down the keys because you want to get all you want to introduce these characters, you want to introduce the plot. Oh yeah. You know. <laughs> you want to get everything started and going and then you hit the middle part where it's like you you're just having to execute on plot point after plot point and segue from one to the other and make sure it's all coherent and that's where it starts to bog down. So yeah. it's 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 uh endemic to the fetish writing population I've seen because you'll have writers with a dozen chapter ones and zero chapter tens. Yeah. It's easy to do that. I think it's easy to do that for everybody, writers and artists. It's you, you start something and because starting something is like new and interesting and, and, and fun. You have a jillion ideas, but when it comes to consistently working on it and getting to like an end point, that's a lot of work. I mean, it's, it's kind of impressive to keep um, putting on chapters to all these stories. I mean, when do you, how do you know when you're done? You know? Well, I mean, I have, if you're talking about like the stories that I've been talking about, I have a definite end, you know, in mind. There, there will eventually be a last chapter of Juggalos, a last chapter of Sid and the Girls, etc. You know, you gotta have you gotta have an ending. You can't just leave people hanging. Oh, boy. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of stories out there that uh, don't don't quite have the ending. I'd actually be kind of uh, impressed because there's tons of there's tons of stuff, especially on like DA, Twitter scene, FA, that just goes unfinished it's a I lot know, of commitment sucks yeah i've getting so i've been like you know nose inches from the screen interested in some stories um and then they just end and i check the date and it's like yeah this was you know last update was eight years ago oh yeah it's like no come back i've seen quite a bit of those it's it's pretty it's pretty tough uh, so, you know, you've been writing for a long time. You're pretty experienced, uh, I would say, and you you finish a lot of stories. So, for anybody who's sort of interested in getting into writing and trying to, you know, really inter- you know, get into this scene, uh, what advice would you have for them? Just start doing it. Do it and do it and do it some more. But don't show it to anyone except for maybe one or two people you can trust to be objective with you because I mean the the sad part of the internet is if you post something up anyone can see it yeah and if it's garbage people are going to say as much <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean I said I've been writing for 35 years I've probably only been really good the last, you know, 15, maybe 20. I mean, that's what it takes. It's, 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 it's a lot of dedication. It's a lot of work, but I think, you know, definitely just getting started, 
deciding to sit down and start writing something and finding people willing to read it and, and help give advice and, and criticism is useful. So we are at about 30 minutes. I try to keep these uh, you know, under 40 if I can. Um, so I'm going to start asking you some like a, a closing a closing question final thing here and it's yeah, the same me. thing I, I i always ask it's about links promotions uh this is the same shameless self-promotion block of the podcast under the podcast uh, anything that you'd like to put out there for the listeners now is your chance um yeah there's well for for spirals art and some of my writing there is the everything juggalos patreon that's normal patreon.com slash everything j-u-g-g-a-l-o-s um personally you can find my commission information and uh, a large stock of my work and collaborations at uh, the Soylent Orange at or not at the Soylent Orange dot deviantart dot com and also on my stream which I'm going to do as soon as I get off here um, at picardo dot tv slash Soylent Orange that's S-O-Y-L-E-N-T Orange Fantastic do you have like a streaming schedule? <laughs> um, no, I don't. Uh, as often as I can manage it, because uh, I have um, I've got clinical depression, so there's days where I can do stuff and there's days where I can't. <laughs> Understandable. I I get that. I hope that uh that gets better in the future i want to go ahead and say though that i enjoyed the conversation uh, thanks for talking to me and to everybody listening thank you for listening and i will catch you on the next episode thank you it's it's been a pleasure